Blog Talk Radio. I like you, do you like me too? Check it, check it, check it. Your mama told me that these days like this, falling in and out of love ever since my first kiss. High skies for guys, overalls with the straps hanging, her bike and shorts with the fanny pack swinging. That was the style when we first started while and playing hide and go seek, just to creep while we hide. Catch a girl, get a girl, don't stop, get a girl. If I could touch a bottle, was the man in my little world. The ignorance had a tappy like a value mill. Playground dates and gotta worry about a bill. Passing notes through the class, getting caught, they laugh. Teacher read them out loud, I'm sitting back all mad like, damn, I like her, but what if she don't like me? Now I'm feeling all scared of what the answer might be. Took me two weeks to start, just building up the heart. Stevie Wonder with a gun, I'm shooting in the dark like. I wanna check yes, but I don't know. Well, why don't you know? So I decided to go live on Facebook and live on uh live on Facebook and live on um we're live on Blog Talk Radio right now too. But to be honest with you, I'm not really sure if you can hear me on either one of those platforms. So I'm gonna give it a minute. I gotta get the camera back on my line. I don't exactly know how to do that. But um, if you with me, just watch out waiting for a little because uh, I work out my technical difficulties. I should have just stayed on Instagram. Somebody was right when they said that. I am. I am way far away right now. But I'm about to fix all that. 
I'm going to sign up for today's show. And uh, here I go messing it up. Uh, all right, but I need you, Kenny, you're my reference point, man. I need to know if you can hear me louder now, if it got better or worse. I don't know if you're talking to me. I hear something, but I don't quite hear you. I don't know if you can hear me. I think I might have a, a solution. Oh, okay. I hear you now. Well, you hear me now because I put in a headset. Um, yeah. So every every everyone um, everyone should be able to hear me loud and clear now. Um, well, you, not you got loud, me right but I can hear you. Not loud. All right. No. Uh, is it louder? Louder than what it was when I called in. <laughs> Yo, Q, you know what it is? Is um I turned my uh uh live videos must be four seconds long. Well then let me out. I don't wanna do a live video anymore. Alright, that should fix everything then if I if I'm able to get that out of there. Um Alright, yeah, yeah. So uh what happened, Q? I, I was trying to do a little too much as you uh as you could tell. And it um and it backfired. Um, but if you can't hear me now, then there's really a problem. I can I can kind of hear you. You can kind of hear me, which doesn't make sense to me. There's no reason. There's no reason for that. Like you um, sound a little muffled. I don't know if it's like you're not close to the mic or something. I don't I don't know. Yeah. You don't ever tell me to get close to the mic, all right? Um yeah, hold on. I've got all kinds of solutions right here in my hand. And I'll see which if any of these work for you. I have all kinds of solutions. This is our this is the Teddy Riley edition though. Um yeah, it seems like we're not going to get to our topic tonight. <laughs> no, no, we're definitely going to get to the topic. We just, I just got to get myself right. The topic's coming. I'm prepared. This is going to be a... Can you uh? Yeah, Q, you just you guys are just talking. You everyone can hear you. Oh, 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 well, okay, that's good, I guess. Usually, I'm the person that people can't hear. No, nah, everyone can always hear you. What's going on? 
Everyone what? I said everyone can always hear you. Oh. Fair enough. I'm supposed to what? You're supposed to fill in the spots. Let's, let's get to talking. Come on. Oh, okay. Um, well, this week's episode, we are discussing couples therapy, whether or not it's good, it's bad. Would you ever go yourself? Have you ever been? Did it help out? Um, and if it did not, did it end up ending your relationship? Like, what exactly happened? Um Personally, I've been to couples therapy a few times. Uh, clearly, it did not work out. <laughs> but um, it was it was a good experience uh, outside of that. Um, so that's what this week's episode is about. Uh, I'm not sure what my host is doing. Well, I'm, I'm here. I'm here. I'm here listening. I just oh, know the people. Okay, can- are you ready to talk? I've been ready to talk. I just know people couldn't hear me as well as they could hear you. So I was, you know, I was falling back. But if I sound better to you, then, then yeah, I'm, I'm ready to, uh, I'm ready to uh, talk. Um, eight eight five six number. I, I see you. Uh, and there's a. Oh no, that should be new. I think that's new. Um, yeah. I got an eight five six number. I got an eight five six number. As well, um, you're on the line if you if you have something you want to say if you want to chime in. But yeah, this week's episode is on the topic of um, counseling. Um, you know, we we want to know if you've ever had experience with uh, couples counseling, whether married, premarital, uh, marriage marriage counseling. And um, I, I'm I'm curious to know. I, I'm curious to know at this point if. Um, yeah, I'm just curious to know what kind of experiences y'all had. And we, we titled this, you know, when you go to counseling, are you supposed to tell, like, the truth? Or are you really supposed to tell, like, the truth truth? You know what I mean? Like, you know, like, like because you could say, you can, basically it comes down in counseling, you could really say something that you can't take back in counseling and, like, the person will forever look at you different. You know what I mean? And it's kind of like, well, you know, all guards, they tell you that all your guards are supposed to be down in counseling. You know, you're supposed to just let it go, and you're like, this is a safe area. But, you know, that that other person, you could surprise the crap out of the other person in your relationship, and it'd just be detrimental, and, and there's no way past it. So I'm curious to know what kind of experiences any of you have had in the past, if at all. Well, I'm the eight five six number, I think. Can you hear me? <laughs> All right, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um six five five, yeah, I hear you. Yes. Um yeah, I hear you. So I'm more just interested in hearing what other people have to say. Um but I find some of your questions interesting, like are you supposed to tell the truth? Um think that if you're going to couple therapy or counseling, and let me just give like a disclaimer also that I'm a couple therapist. So that's what got me interested in hearing what some, I guess, personal perspectives are from people that maybe have been or considering going um, mm-hmm. or yeah, just to see what the experience is and perhaps what the perception is out there of what's supposed to happen or what has happened and good experiences versus bad experiences. Um, yeah. 
but yeah, from the therapist perspective, um, uh, definitely uh, you want people to be honest. And I'm also married, so I would want to be honest and have that be something that we work on in the relationship. Of course, you want to be kind of careful what you say and when you say it, because clearly you can't take those things back. But hopefully if you're you know, in with a therapist that's kind of taking their time with you and understanding why you have certain walls up or why you feel guarded about certain things, that they're working with you and kind of mediating that process so that you don't just leave there and all of a sudden you're in this kind of like big brawl about, you know, opening up a can of worms that you can't necessarily close at that time. Yeah, so so, so I, I guess I guess the part when you said, be careful. Uh, you mentioned like careful. What you say, mm-hmm. like I guess that that's the part that I'm referring to is like that 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 careful part. Like that careful part to me is the difference between truth and truth. Truth. You know. Well, um, so I think a lot of that is going to depend on the relationship that you also develop with the therapist that you're seeing. Right. Um. You know how how safe you feel with their ability to help you through something difficult that you've been holding on to is going to be the difference between, you know, whether or not you tell uh, something that has been a secret in your relationship. Right. And, and I guess so you, so you can't really get to that. I mean, listening to it, it doesn't seem like you would be able to get to that point initially during your first consultation. You know, um, oh, if you yeah. have to I mean, unless you've already come in prepared that you just want to kind of uh, get things off your chest, if that's what you're prepared to come in and do, then that's, you know, that's the decision that the client has to make. But yeah, I obviously, yeah. I wouldn't know just you walking through the door that you have all these things that you're hiding or some big secret that you're hiding, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I, so, yeah, I, I mean, and that's that's it for me, so... I, I too have been through marriage counseling. Um I've been through marriage counseling. I've been in counseling before I was married. Uh in a previous marriage I went through counseling. Um personal counseling. I'm in, I, I believe in counseling. I believe in counseling. However, mm-hmm. I do find that uh I've always been reluctant to go, right? I'll just admit especially like the first time that I went or the first times in any relationship that I went, I've been reluctant. So, like, I've been the person that, that went, but I was only going because, you know, it's kind of like if we, we got to go to counseling or or else, you know. Um, <laughs> so I, I was drugged in there. Yeah, and, and then I feel like when you get – when I was drugged in there, when I was brought to counseling or uh, coerced into going to counseling, I should say, it's kind of like – I feel like the woman, now this is not all women, I'm just referring to like the women that I've been with, wanted me to go to like, they, like they wanted to use the counselor as some kind of referee or some kind of arbitrator, you know, and um, mm, yeah. and, and I'm like, like, what is that, like, what is that, like, even if the person agrees or disagrees with me, like, who, like, how do they get a vote? You know, Did um, you feel like that so actually I, I, happened, like, in the counseling session? Heck yeah! Sometimes, not all the time. Sometimes I had good counselors, but uh, but yeah, but yeah, I definitely felt like there's been times when that happened in the session where it's kind of like, you know, uh, my my partner at the time would be voicing their opinion, 
or voicing mm-hmm. uh, voicing their uh, their side of whatever the the discussion or argument was, and right. You know, and then I was supposed to voice mine, and then the counselor is supposed to come in and tell somebody whether they're right or wrong. Like, that's how it felt. Ah, okay. So, I mean, Um, I guess it being a feeling or, like, a perceiving that that might happen because of how you're going about telling your story is different from if that's actually happening, right? Like, if you actually have a counselor that's going to sit there and kind of keep score about, you know, who's right and who's wrong, typically that's not, like, the best approach. I mean, there are times when, you know, you want a therapist to kind of call you out or call your partner out um, when things are just blatantly wrong, like abuse or uh, just aggressive language and stuff like that. You you want to have somebody who can be um, more active and directive in a therapy session, but typically you're not going to want somebody who's, like, keeping a tally on, like, mm-hmm, you screwed up, that's why this person did this, yeah. that's why, you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, yeah, I know. I, I guess you. I, yeah, I understand it not being what you want, but uh, just you know, feels like it ends up that way sometimes, or can. Here we go. Right. Let me see. Um, but yeah, anyone else? Any anyone else on the line? There's a couple. Four zero two. The first three numbers are four zero two. You're live on the uh, calling as well. Um. What up? What up? What up? What up? What up? What up? Um, but yeah, yeah. So, uh, all right. I don't usually What's do up, this because we don't usually have to, we don't have that many people. But uh, six one seven, I got you on here as well. But um, any first one to speak up. Anyone have experience with counseling that they want to talk about? No experience, but I do want to speak on. Man, y'all said a lot, and I'm, I'm glad the counselor hit on a couple points. If I was in uh, at that point, I would absolutely go to counseling, you don't use the counseling as what you just said, E, like you, you like felt as though that, yeah, like, a, yeah, yeah, see, that was, that was bad. I think that the counselor is good when you can't talk to each other, but both sides want to voice how they feel and their perspective and everything. And I think that that should be the overall goal there. But unfortunately, I'm going I'm to compare this to how, like, you know, women, a woman uh, choose their gynecologist. You know, some people might might want might want a woman. Some people might want a man. So all these little all these little intricacies go into who 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 the uh, who the doctor is or who they choose because I, I just think that everybody feels that they want to be right instead of going there trying to get an understanding from another from each other uh, yeah. because clearly they. Uh, because clearly they can't sit down and talk and get an understanding. And if it's a disagreement, you just got to work on, you know, uh, how we can work through this and get past this together. I'm going to keep it moving. See, my thing is, I think some people be got one foot in a relationship, one foot out, ready to go. Mm-hmm. So when you at that, yeah. when you at that point and you, you either all in or you're not, like I said, if mm-hmm. you all in and, and you feel as though, uh, this kind, uh, this type of counseling is going to help. I mean, you got to do whatever it takes to make the shit work. That's just my opinion. Right. Hey, um, I would agree so with that. I've been to counseling. Um, I'll back up on why it's because my mother-in-law lived with me for nine months, and um, or lived with me for nine months. So after. <laughs> 
man. So, so, and mind you, I live on top of a mansion, very isolated, and she lived with me. And I work from home, so she lived with me not working. And I stay with me when it was really with us, but my husband was only home in the evenings. So that caused issues between my husband and me because his mom was here, really not doing anything and just kind of disrupting things. And some things were said to me by my husband that wasn't really something that sat well with me. So by the time she moved out, our uh, relationship wasn't broken, but I had a lot of like feelings towards my husband. Um, so I decided that we needed to go to counseling, but I decided to take the first step as I'm going to go by myself because I wanted to talk on and just figure out if this is an issue with me, if it's an issue with him, like the, what, should he come in with me and like try to get perspective. And um, I ended up not pursuing the couple therapy because I realized that a lot of the issues that I was harboring were based on things that I had misperceived. Um, when I talked to him, like basically there was a point where um, I told my husband that it was either me or his mom. And of course he said, if I have to choose, I'm going to choose my mom. And I was like, okay. But I realized that he was put in a really bad situation by me also. And it's, I had to take a step outside to look in to see that. And once I realized that it was something that I had developed and caused, I let it go. Um, but I think that if there was anything else, uh, the counselor I saw, I think she would have recommended us come in together. And that was one of the approaches that I decided to take for myself because I knew our relationship wasn't broken. I just knew the communication was broken. So I needed to figure out for myself how I could communicate with my husband again to make it effective. And for me, it worked. Um, and I don't harbor those feelings. We joke about it now. And it's not like... I don't know. There's no hatred to his mom anymore either. Like me and her, we talk again. But um, there was a lot of things that <laughs> happened with that that I needed to sort out myself. Right, right. Man, I got a question. I got a question. When I first started dating uh, a particular woman through, I would say, maybe about 10 months. Um, so through the dating process, you know, uh, you're getting to know each other just that in the third. And Come to find out, she didn't. She didn't tell me up front, of course. But this person was suffering from depression and anxiety, and you know things like that will lead will help me understand, you know, how she's feeling sometimes. This, that, and the third, instead of you know, lead me out there not knowing what, what the hell is going on. What do you have to say about like, like, uh, like situations like that? I don't know. I what do you like, mean by like getting into a relationship with someone who has depression and anxiety? Well, yeah, and you know, you don't find out until way later on, and it's revealed, and and uh, like the uh, the emotional strain that could put on a relationship. I don't think anyone well, really reveals that they're depressed and they're dating anyone. I think it's just something that gets discovered. Um, it's right. not something a lot of people are open discussing. I had a really depressed ex-boyfriend, and I didn't like, realize that he was depressed until we're a couple years into relationship. And then there was a point where I was like, I need to help you, but I realized there was nothing I could do personally. Um, mm-hmm. But I don't, I don't think it's like her misleading you. I think it's just her just hiding that self from you. Yeah, and I understand that's rough to talk about. Well, if you can talk about it. To it. 
there's a stigma but attached ten- to it. They, they, people assume that there's something quote quote wrong with you. Um, right. You have anxiety, depression. I mean, but it's just simply how you're wired. I suffer from anxiety and depression after dealing with a whole slew <laughs> of things, and it just weighed on me heavy. And then all of a sudden, I, all I knew is I couldn't leave the hotel room that I was in without having panic attacks. What? Well, I mean, so, I think you bring up a good a good point there with kind of like the stigma, because then it makes me wonder like what the question is about. Like, is there something wrong with dating someone that has uh, anxiety or depression, or that they're trying to manage those things? What's the concern? I don't, I don't think that. No, I, I wasn't, I wasn't implying anything was wrong with it. I'm just saying, as, as far as knowing those early stages in the relationship, it was, it was rather straining, and you know, to get through that. Um, I'm just saying on the other side that mm-hmm. if I had known something like that was amiss or was going on, it'd be more. I'll, it would have been more understanding, and maybe I could have did more. Right. You know, to try to ease the. Tr- you would have dealt with it differently, perhaps. Yeah, 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 a little bit because we're not knowing. You know, sometimes it might seem like motherfuckers doing shit on purpose. You know, I, I got to get, I got to get hood a little bit. <laughs> motherfuckers doing shit on purpose. You feel me? You like, what the fuck is this? I'm out. You know what I mean? So, so hold on, hold on. I'm just. Let me. I'm just. Let me take a. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. A, go ahead. Let me take a brief thing, um, because I don't want to confuse people right now. Uh, so right now, if you're on Instagram Live, what you're listening to is check yes, check no. The podcast. It's a relationship-based podcast. The call-in number is down at the bottom of the screen. I think I have it pinned, but it's 515-605-9849. You can call in and you can be anonymous and you can just talk about whatever you want to – you can speak about whatever you want. But today's topic is um, counseling, the role that it plays in in relationships, and, and whether or not you're supposed to tell the truth or the truth truth in counseling. Um but there's so many this 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 can go on for a while. So we're having that discussion. So I don't want if you're looking at me on Instagram right now and it just seems like I'm being quiet, I'm listening to the people that are on the phone lines right now. That's, that's all I wanted to say. Sorry about that. Um but yeah, just in your point, Kay, what you were saying is that um yeah, like if you would have known in advance I'm especially ten months later, if you would have known up front you could have said, Okay, like no I, it's not that I wouldn't date with you, but I would at least be able to like maybe be more empathetic to, to to you or more understanding of your you know what you're going through and like and, and like honestly i'm a, like honestly i'm a realist i i typically understand when when something's something's wrong and i'm a realist i understand that she couldn't have brought that up date one right q <laughs> Hey, yeah, well, I got this other third going on there. Yeah, 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 I'm kind of crazy. Yeah, but I'm I'm just saying, I'm just speaking from the other side, you know, as, as someone that's trying to be there for them, you know what I mean? It would have been it would have been good, but I get it, though. I understand it's difficult to talk about. Uh, and also sometimes it's just for some people it's, it's, it's easier to talk to people you don't know, you know. <laughs> you, you might not be judged like you guys were talking about earlier and, that is stigma and, and all that. So you might want to seek. I have no. I would have had no problems uh, seeking professional help if I'm if I'm with you. I'm all in. So whatever works. My mother-in-law had borderline personality disorder. She has it, um, and I did not know that when she was living with me. And when you're with someone who has a borderline personality disorder, you have to 
treat, handle them a little differently. And had I known that, there might have been a lot less conflict when she was living with me. Um, but I didn't know. So, and I tend to get really quiet at home. And I'm just very focused on, like, whatever I'm And she took that as me being upset with her. And that's one of the, the I guess, symptoms or, I don't know the proper word, for yeah. borderline mm-hmm. personality disorders. So you can't really do that around them. You have to engage them so they know that you're not upset with them and stuff like that. So she used to get upset with me, talk trash to my husband. Then it used to go. So he was really the middleman in the whole situation. So I do feel bad for him now looking back at it because he really had to deal with both of our bullshit because here he was irrational. Me not knowing that my mother-in-law had a, um, a, uh, a health thing going on with her. So, I, I, I think it's, it was even hard for family members because, like, looking back at it, I was like, why did you I've, – I've known my husband for 25 years this year, and I never – and I'm like, why didn't you ever tell him? And it was even hard for him as a son to talk about his mom in that sort of way because of the stigmatism behind any type of mental health issues. All right. right, right. Borderline is, uh, is really difficult to, to manage. Um, I mean, they've – written books. I don't know if you guys have heard of any of these books, but they talk about like uh, stop walking on eggshells and that's, that's literally the feeling that you have. Like nothing that you say Been is there. Going to be Been there. For, <laughs> right. It's going to be, there's going to be a huge overreaction and a lot of emotional distress regardless of how you try to bring things up, right? So it, it does need some some professional treatment, right? It's not something that you can just do on your own unless, I mean, you, you start going kind of like the self-help route with, like, some of those books again. Um, but even then, you know, you're going off of what you by his mother who has borderline, uh-huh. so he may have some of those same tendencies, or he might be on the opposite where he's learned to kind of accommodate her by kind of being more subtle around her and not saying too much and stuff like that, so... Yeah, and that's his approach. He's, he left home when he was 17 to join the Army, and he, the next time he actually has a, spends a long period of time was about, I guess she moved out three years ago, something like that, but that was like the last time that she actually was in his life for a long period of time, and that was his approach was basically, I'm going to ignore it, I'm going to um, just talk to her every once in a while. He knew how to deal with it, where me, on the yeah. other hand, I'm like, what is going on other? Like, I don't understand but now, no. From Patreon, I feel bad because of the way I be. Um, but at the at the same time, I can't. I don't take full responsibility for because knowing is half the battle, and I didn't know. Right. Hey, hey so Doc, so how bad. do you deal with? How do you deal with? Uh, uh, you know, maybe a couple of been together. I've been together about maybe ten years, and they come into the office and. They're talking about shit that happened year one. How do you deal with that? <laughs> I mean, back to Eve's point about, you know, making a list, you know, going in there, airing out your grievances. On and what happened their first year together, you know? People come in with stuff that hasn't been resolved, and they've just kind of kept moving along in the relationship, but still holding mm-hmm. a lot of resentment. Um, mm-hmm. oh, yeah. I can yeah. imagine that happens a lot. Hold up, hold up. So let me speak to this resentment part. Um, I try not to get beat. Uh, I might have to whisper. Um, but look, all right. so hey, that's not funny, man. Cut it, cut it out. I'm, 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 I, things can happen over here. But um, I, I hope you're not. I hope you're not. Uh, I hope you're not that close to me. Um, six five five. Um, but but I know you. But what I need to we know, know each other. No, from no. 
no, no, this is this is terrible. I don't want to hear that. No, now, now I feel like no, I don't. I don't, want to I don't know you like oh. recently. This was like years ago. EDSI. Stop! Stop! <laughs> this is a long stop. time. You're gonna ago. make me cry. You're gonna, <laughs> you're gonna make me cry. But look, Tiffany if you do have here. every, if you um, if you put me, if you uh, so you know, ten years down the line, like you're saying, and there is a lot of resentment that's built up since year one. Like. I don't, I don't like you. How do you, how do you, how do you approach that as a couple? Like, I don't want to make, I don't want to make this like you, uh, you have to charge us for what you're about to say to us now, but I'm very curious. Like, is, I get is the cash out ready. Is it, <laughs> is, 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 it, is it possible? Is it possible to heal? Is it possible to um, repair those, that type of um, hurt, especially if, you know, if it happened in year one, it's just like things can build up over that 10 year period. You know, and it's mm-hmm. just like the resentment just builds. Um, do you think that there's there's still hope? Absolutely, absolutely. I think there's. I mean, I I approach um, therapy with my clients in a very hopeful kind of like marriage positive view anyway. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, if you're willing to put the work into it, I mean, it's not it's not an easy process. But, yeah, if you're willing to put the work into whatever that resentment is and healing it and kind of unraveling, you know, all those years that you've kind of tried to bury it, then, sure, of course it's possible. Hold up. Let me, let me, not, be so, uh, let me not be so vague because that vague, vague may ruin it. it sound, the vague makes it sound too easy. But if, if I was a prostitute 11 years ago, right, and, uh-huh. and, and I didn't tell, I only I only mm-hmm. told something like um you know well, I slept with a lot of people, but like I didn't reveal right. that I didn't like I said I tell the truth like oh, I slept with a lot of people, but I didn't tell the true yeah. truth which is uh, I was a prostitute, and you know, right. but just just the fact you said you slept with a lot of people, the person you know still mad don't trust you insecure even though they pursued the relationship like are you supposed to then like just you know. Let it all out and tell the truth, true, or do you just, you know, keep saying, you know, this is the truth. I slept with a lot of people, um, but that's in the past. I'm trying to get over it. I, I apologize. You're the only one. Blah blah blah. Or at, at any point, is the truth, truth supposed to come out of that? Any, I, this, is, hmm. this is not just for the country. Would, this is for any of y'all. I'll take I'll take a back seat and see what somebody else has to say. Because I'm trying to. <laughs> well, isn't that the whole point of recessions? I want the truth to come out. Like, isn't that the whole point? Because if if you no, leave stuff right. out, there's still an underlying issue. How can right. you feel as though you could trust your partner like that? Like, y'all paying I, money for this. I, you better air out everything. <laughs> yeah, and you know, I went to couples uh, therapy right. when I was going through my breakup with my youngest son's father. Um, he physically attacked me when I was nursing our son. So that was just a cherry on top. I was still recovering from the C-section, and I drove four hours. It should have been two and a half hours, but because I was still recovering, I had to keep stopping. I drove from Maryland back to Philadelphia um, to get away from him. And it was a, it, it's a whole big thing. He gaslighted me throughout the entire relationship, lied, did a whole bunch of stuff, and we went to therapy to try to, you know, for me to feel safe around him being around our child. Ooh. He didn't want to do it. 
he went to a couple sessions, and when he found out that the therapist wasn't going to be like, oh, well, you just got to get over what he did and try to address what he did and why he did it, he -hmm. no longer wanted to go to therapy. He backed out. He didn't want to be confronted. He didn't want to take accountability for his actions. That's the long and short of it. Check check your ego at the door. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I I tend to call it like the self-destruct button. Nobody wants to hit the self-destruct button on (laughs) yourself. You know, it's hard. It's hard to confront yourself and look at yourself in the mirror, you know? And it but, turns out he grew up in an environment where women weren't respected. And, I mean, this I found out about all this stuff way after he and I were together. Um, but he grew up in a, 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 in a household where women were prostituted. So, wow. the, yeah. So there's whole deep-seated issues going on over there that made his way into my life and our relationship. And thus why, why we are where we are. Yeah, but even if he told you the truth or 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 let that be exposed, do you think y'all would have still been together? Because the fact is, he no, he attacked me. Right. It sounds like so, you wanted him to be better for your child, the child that you had together. That yeah, he would not and be unfortunate. Such a scary and, panic. and he was in the company of people who I felt as though was not just him um, potentially harming our child, because uh, he also told me to get rid of our child. Um, oh, but man. also, yeah, it's it's a whole, that's why I said it's a whole big thing. It was a whole bunch of issues, and he just didn't want to work on them at all. Right. Yeah, all right. Hold on, hold on. I, I need clarification here. You, what did you want him to work on specifically? What was the point of him working on it? To be able to have a co-parenting relationship, but right. that's never going to happen. Um, yeah, yeah, nah. That wasn't, he wasn't looking for it. Right. He was only looking for you to get over what he did. He was sorry. He was looking for you to get over it. And if you right. were willing to do that, he was cool. But but, but the, to deal with everything, if it didn't result in him being with you or y'all making amends in that way, then he wasn't yet. He, he didn't even want that he either. He because here's the thing. He was also cheating on me the entire time. <laughs> oh, that, that's why I did him gaslighting because there were things that were going on and I called him out on. He, oh no, it's just your imagination, blah blah blah. And then he flat out admitted to cheating on me in the session. Wow. This man. This explains a lot, Q. I think what part of it comes down to. Talking about like the truth and like the truth, truth is like what somebody's ready for, right? And there's no accounting for what somebody's ready for when they go into a session. You know, if you're saying you're being dragged in there or somebody's forcing you to go in there, that person might not be ready to divulge and put all their cards out on the table. You would want them to, right? That's kind of like the assumption behind therapy is that you want somebody to feel comfortable enough to start challenging and confronting, you know, things that are dysfunctional for them and for a relationship. But sometimes people just aren't ready, and you can't push people faster than they're ready to go. But the funny thing is, he's the one who picked the therapist. He's the one that booked it because that was part of our conversation. (laughs) I think, like you said, he might have assumed that the therapist would be like, get over it, and then the therapist didn't, and he was like, I'm out of here. (laughs) Yep. Damn. 
Damn, damn, damn. <laughs> <laughs> the therapist did her job at least. That was good. The therapist did her job. And, you know, things happen sometimes the way they do for a reason. So it just kind of clued you into his readiness or his lack of readiness. I'm just like, I'm letting y'all know right now, y'all did not do anything to make me want to tell the truth, truth in therapy. I just want y'all to know. I'm still not not You're not ready. It's okay. Uh, yeah, I'm not. Yeah, that's what that's what I think. That's what it is. I, I need more sessions. I'm not quite. I ready. wasn't ready. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, it's okay. I mean, that, that's all, the thing about therapy. Be but a lot of therapists it. will. Oh, go ahead. No, no, go ahead. Say what you guys A lot of therapists. I mean, I have one. We have one on the line. We'll say it takes a few sessions for the real sessions to start. Oh yeah, that's <laughs> what I was going to ask too. I suppose, it's yeah. funny you mentioned that. I, I was going to ask her how did you get people to open up. Like, I mean, you have to find a good fit. I mean, I'd like to say that it's just like, oh, you're in a therapist's office and you just start blabbing. I mean, I think some people go in with that kind of mindset and other people don't. Other people are very guarded. Um, so it depends on who the therapist is, um, how they kind of outline what the structure is to let you know what path they're going to take you down. Um, so you can decide if you're going to be ready to open up with this therapist if you feel safe enough that they're going to, you know, hold you tight, essentially. They're going to take care of you. If they start blabbing on the first session, therapy therapist going to go going to go out of business, damn it. therapy before and I have plenty of people that come in and they're just ready to spill their guts cuz they're yeah, in so much pain, explode. You know? They're right. in a lot right. of pain, so they're like make it go away. Here, take right. this. What are you going to do with it? Um, so then at but that point, also, I have to slow some people there. down and be like, hold on, I don't even know you. Like, tell me how all of this started. Let me get to know you before we start unraveling all this stuff, before I can hold all this baggage for you for a little while. Right. I'm not. I'm, Go I'm not telling. Somebody on Instagram said that uh, safe zone, air that shit out. But um, nah. It is not a safe zone. It is not a. Look, I'm going to tell you this because. Not only, not only am I reluctant to telling the true truth, I'm, I'm also reluctant to hearing the true truth. I, I mean, mm-hmm. I've been surprised a couple times, and, I, and and the things that that my partner said still rings in my head. Like, you know, like, like I don't, I don't know if I really wanted to hear that. You know what I mean? Um, and another thing I will say about feeling is you usually only. Get Certain number of sessions. We don't. We don't. I mean, the way parents work, you like six or seven sessions or or whatever. But you can and you if you switch the topic, then maybe you can get some more sessions. But you only get a certain number of sessions. So if it takes you five sessions to get comfortable, and you only have like one or two left, you might not have time. Like you may not have time to resolve it all. It's like I don't know, man. It's it's a lot of work, but um. Yeah, I'm scared. How do you have limited sessions? I mean, is it like through your insurance or like uh, cash paying? No, through through insurance. You don't have limited. Yeah, insurance, as far as I know, um, and I've taken insurance for years now, 
um, they've changed a lot of their rules. So you have, like, unlimited sessions. I mean, there are some insurance carriers that won't allow, like, couple therapy, but you can you can still work with that. But, yeah, there shouldn't yeah. be any restriction on the number of sessions that you have. Let, let me um... – let me be more specific instead of being vague for you. If you have uh, okay. military or government, the government provided, um, what is it called, ERP or whatever, um, uh-huh. counseling sessions, there, there's a certain number that you're allowed to have, that you're allotted. Oh, like like EAP? Yeah, EAP, yeah. Oh, yep. okay. So you mean like the sessions that they'll cover? Yeah, sessions that they'll cover, yeah. Right, right. So, I mean, so, I guess it depends no. on, like, you know, the investment that you want to make into it, right? Because right. there are some insurances under the EAP, they'll cover, like, a certain number of authorized sessions, no out-of-pocket cost to you. But then if you want to continue, so, then you just pay your copay or whatever that is. Yeah, yeah that, that's where we have a problem. You see, the, the moment that you mention copay, I, yeah, yeah, there's a problem. I, I, right. I might just argue. <laughs> 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 I think I have a problem with copay. Yeah. Yeah, so I'm, but the way EAP works, um, like I said, this is anyone that has any, like, uh, as a federal job, uh, whatever, they have EAP. So I think they give you six sessions, but but the the way to manipulate that is all you have to do is switch the topic. So if you go in and you have, like, a counseling, uh, uh, marriage counseling, you do that for six sessions, and then maybe you just say, well, I'm, I have depression individually, and they'll give you another six sessions, and you can kind of, you know, keep it going. You just have to change the topic in order for, to keep it free. Other than that, yeah. That's okay. what I did. Yeah. Ah, yeah. Very good. You, you, you supposed to speak up. You supposed to speak up. You got me out here fighting by myself, girl. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know which relationship you were talking about, so I didn't want to think you were talking about like. You know, no one's going to let you bury yourself, bro. Who's going to you know, let you bury I'm, yourself, I'm man? Cool. <laughs> I'm not the only one out here. Um, but once again, my people on Instagram, if you have a certain question that you want to bring up, um, feel free to do so. You know what? I'm always afraid that my wife is listening to these um, podcasts. Um, but also, no, one day she is going to tune in, and we're going to know. She's going to yeah, tune in one day. My, my, yeah, I mean, she, no, I, I'm sure she has five, but, yeah, my wife is a board-certified uh, clinical psychologist as well, so she, she has one view, but, but, you know, she's also a person I Damn. go to therapy with. So, ah, she, yeah, it's, it's <laughs> Damn, man. <laughs> you in the bad spot, bro. <laughs> no, it's not fun at all, no. <laughs> by the time I leave therapy, I got I got diagnosed by the counselor and by my wife. Yeah. Like, it's terrible. You can't wait. Go, go power. <laughs> so when I say so when I talk about telling the truth, truth that's that, that was the truth, truth. That's why I say I may not want to tell the truth, truth because you know I, I feel like you know I'm I I, I don't know I'm cornered. And you might start using fancy words I don't understand out of DSM. Well, yeah, that explains why you felt the way you did this shit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Two against one. It's not fair. Um, hey, How uh, much distress Jay. does your secret cause for you? Oh, that's a good question. <laughs> um, well, speaking candidly, uh, uh, whatever the maximum is, 
whatever the maximum move out of the distress. That's whatever the maximum. For a lot of people. Uh, nah, nah. Well, I mean, divorce. How about that? Oh. Don't everybody go get inside on me now. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. <laughs> fear there's going to be divorce. What's that? If you tell the secret, there's going to be a divorce? Um, I, I don't even know. I don't be careful. Be careful here. Be careful. Be careful here, brother. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let me, let me, I got to think about how I want to answer this. But no, nah, it's not, Um, I don't think, like, I don't have, like, I'm not, when I said the secret thing, I don't have, like, a secret, not that I know of. Um, I don't have a secret <laughs> in that way. But I know for me, like, in my relationship, um, my past, like, just in dating my wife, I'm trying to say something that doesn't like embarrass her, but not just like in dating my in dating my wife. I wasn't the I wasn't the best person, you know what I mean? Like I I wasn't the best person at all. And then, um, but then when I got engaged to my wife, like I, you know, I became the best person. But I still was treated like not the best person because of you know my history. And so you know that's always going to be a problem. And it's not. Um, you know, you know, I I, I kind of say a lot of times in my relationship, like I sabotaged our relationship by my behavior in the beginning. Like, hell, I'm, I'm when I say I wasn't good, I, I wasn't good. I, you know, um, yeah, there's there's people on the line that that have some inclination on my dating. I don't even my history. Um, nothing like, I'm not, nothing like. To me, it's nothing crazy, but it is. It would be considered very disrespectful you know, some of my, my actions and behaviors. And so, you know, I looked at marriage in a whole different light. I looked at marriage as like, all right, I'm married. Now, now that I'm married, like I get to be this different person. Like I'm just going to switch and be this whole different person and be free. And I don't really have to worry about, you know, the person that's with me doesn't have to worry about being insecure or, or, or wonder if I'm not theirs. Like I'm theirs. Like, um, because I'm married, right. but that that was it a sounds like for me. You, but that yeah, doesn't mean a switch for the like other person. It sounds like you've grown a lot, right? Like, yeah, but and I think no, that's what you can, no, what you want to expect out of most people and most relationships, friendships, uh, romantic relationships, that we grow, right? And that doesn't mean we have to like discard or disown any other parts of ourselves that we didn't like or that we did because we were less mature. or I mean, there are well, there points in our lives that we use as kind of like reference to like where we want to be later. Yeah, but for me, it was like it was just like a light switch. So it's kind of like it really wasn't a different person. I'm still not a different person. Yeah, I don't think I matured. I'm, I've only matured over the, since this podcast has begun. Um, because I've learned things about myself, uh, especially thanks to Q for pointing a lot of my uh, inconsistencies out. But um, but that yeah, I have um, deleted. You keep uh, you keep bringing yeah, it up. Yeah, we, yeah, we deleted it. <laughs> it was so bad we had to delete the podcast. But but, but it, man, it, it, I was it, dying. I was dying. <laughs> it, it made me put the mirror on myself. Um, and you know, so like. Like I'm not a different person, but I have a different understand. Like 
I now view my, my actions and behaviors in a different way. So maybe that is more mature. Like I'm more, I'm yes. more thoughtful. That is exactly what I, what I mean by maturity, yeah. right? Yeah. Seeing our actions and perceiving them in ways that are more akin to our adult selves, to the person that we want to be, to our values. Right? Oh, man, so you make me sound good. I like that. Those things yeah. Kind of like interchangeably. Yeah. Uh oh. We got a we got another caller coming. I'm scared. This all right, huh? Man, I just, oh man, I'm scared. Of, I'm scared that it's gonna be somebody crazy. Um, six one seven. You're on the line if you want to say anything. We welcome crazy on the show. <laughs> I don't want Q cursing anyone out. Come on. Uh, six one seven. You're on the line. If you want to say something, just let us know. Hey, so Whoa. Oh, Okay Can you uh, hear me? Can right. you hear me? I'm on Yeah, we hear you, yeah, we hear you. you're right. good So there's a lag in between like Instagram and like the phone So it's kind of weird, but I'm here Okay right. So Play <laughs> um, my internet my, Yeah, so here's my, my philosophy on the I feel, I feel like I call it the on switch off switch Like some Like some people hold marriage into like this holy grail. Like I'm getting married. I'm never ever getting divorced. But until <laughs> I get to that point, I'm gonna live my life. And once I decide that I'm gonna get married, whomever I propose to, whatever, or if I accept your proposal, me being a woman, um, then it all is over with. Like all the games, all the whatever shenanigans, all that stuff is over with. And then the person who sat through that dating period, they don't get to. Uh, understand with that on and off switch because they don't understand probably like how much you value marriage. So maybe that, right. that's something that could be talked about in the beginning or in the dating phase. But when that person understands how much you value marriage, then they will value why you chose them or they will value like the relationship that you, the marriage that you have with them because they will understand. You better that, talk that talk. Between everybody man. else, you chose me. I'm about to pass the collection like, plate around here. Hold up. <laughs> and, we're rocking, and this is what it is. You, you, if you on this shit with me, and you accept my, you know, my marriage proposal, or I, you know, vice versa, I accept yours. Like this is where we are. This is where we're going. This is what we're doing. Everything else is it starts today. It's outside. I give you my last mm-hmm. name, or I accept your last name. It's us against the world at that point. But again, like I, I felt like what Lix was kind of alluding to is like that person who goes through that dating phase that you are seeing your shenanigans and all of that, it's kind of hard for them to understand what that means to that person. So I don't know if counseling really helps in that area because it's, well, I don't know. I, I'm still learning. I, I'm on the line just to listen, but I understand. I, I don't know how I, how that I value marriage like that. So when I'm going to the dating phase, it's either like okay, I'm I'm understanding who I am in the process too, and then who I want to be with. Like, I, in order for me to learn who I want to be with for the rest of my life, I gotta go through the dating phase. And then once I get to the other side of that, and I've chosen like this is who I'm rocking with, everything else is extra. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. That can help me. I'm listening. <laughs> I mean, I think that sounds like a very sound view of like dating and then proceeding into marriage. Um, so I think, I think you're right in saying, you know, people need to talk about where they are in that phase of their lives, what marriage means, what their values are, but, you know, there are so many different values on there, even, 
even based on kind of like our religious affiliations or spiritual connections, you know, marriage and what that kind of next step is, it it holds so many things for different people and how they approach it and how they go into it. Can you can you weigh the can you weigh the um, you know when you when you're with somebody you're, you're in a relationship I mean you still have your your individual maybe your, your career goals and this that and the third can you weigh the the, the significance of a person's uh, personal personal life and how it weighs into their relationship I'm I know I'm not asking the question right but I'm trying to figure out if you can. Pierce, what I'm trying to what I'm trying to ask you: How much does their personal life like affect their uh, their relationship with another person? You get what I'm saying? Like how much individual goals? Are you trying to ask if a person's personality traits at work filters over to a person's personality traits in a relationship? Kind of, yeah, some along those lines. Individual, right? Like, can you remain an individual in your relationship? Is that what you're saying? Like, can you still be who you want to be inside of your marriage? I think it's more along the lines of what Q was saying. Would you say you? Can I be a stripper and still be a good girlfriend? Is that what you're saying? No, no, no. That's not what he's asking. If a person's a if a person went to. I think he's thinking about the lines of thinking that I have. If a person went to school and they completed a four-year degree or completed their Ph.D., are they more likely to be dedicated to the relationship in the same way? Is that kind of what you're asking? Sort of, sort of, but that's definitely a little bit of it. But if they're, like, friends, if they're not happy with themselves, you know, I'm mean, as a person, you know, because they're, they're individual struggles and stuff. How does that weigh on the relationship, you know? Does that make any oh, sense now? Impacts, yeah, that impacts the relationship tremendously. I mean, you think of all the various ways. I think at how you're describing with kind of like the career, like if somebody's going to drown themselves in work in order to feel fulfilled and better. Yeah, about yeah there you go, there you go, you yes. Advanced, of course that affects the relationship because then what time do they have in the relationship. Right. So, I mean, that's something you have to, con- I mean, again, it's kind of like individual. I mean, for the most part, if I had to just give it like a general, it's going to affect the relationship. Anything that you involve yourself in too much that takes away time and energy for, you know, your significant other or the person you say you want to be with, then, yes, it weighs. Now, if you have two workaholics, then they might understand each other perfectly well, and it might be good. When we have time to get together, we do, and when we don't, you know, we know we're working. We have some other goal in mind. That seems to be – go ahead. Why are you trying to make this about you, though? Who, me? I just got a a bunch of questions, and I love asking questions and getting answers, so that's just me. If I don't understand something, I'm asking the question. to switch up a little bit but are we so 
are we entering counseling telling the truth truth or are we still on this it depends you have to be how much ready. money you want to spend that to that point was the the readiness aspect yeah, into oh, the red, all right, the red, yeah, 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 I don't think I can afford that. Donnie, what's up, Donnie? Um, <laughs> all right, um, damn, what was it? I, oh, I got some stuff on my phone. If, if anyone has a question, go ahead and um, go ahead and pose it, or if there's a topic that you want to discuss some of this week, go ahead and discuss it. But I, I did have something I just got to get through my phone. Um, I forget what it was here. Yeah, I got all these Hold on. I got a question since we're on the topic. Oh, I don't know if I missed this or if we stumbled past it. But um, did we talk about if at what point should you um, enter into counseling? Like, do you enter in the dating phase, like premarital counseling, once you accept engagement? Or like if I notice like it's like you're eighty twenty right like this person is eighty percent of what I I love and this is twenty percent communication that's a little bit of a breakdown do you enter into counseling early on or do you kind of yeah like, you deep you deep wait <laughs> like at what point do you in a in a relationship right this is the before marriage stage do you say I like what we have going on here I feel like we need to enter some type of counseling because you have your point of view I have mine. I want to see eye to eye, or do you throw the relationship in the trash and keep it moving? That's a good question. Mm -hmm. Throw on that. Throw on that. Do you come in when y'all having issues or when everything's fine? You know. I would say be more proactive about things. I think in any situation, you want to be as proactive as possible. And if there's any hint or suggestion, like there might be some things down the road, you want to. You don't want to use. I think just kind of like medical, in the medical field, you want to go to the doctor when things are okay, right? So you have like a follow-up and you can go check in and then you have like this baseline of like where things were. So when you do get sick, then you kind of have already a starting point, right? Not you're starting from scratch and trying to get all this information out there. You know, ideally, I would love to see people use therapy more in that proactive way. Like, yeah, we're dating. I want to know, you know, maybe what some of my things are, what some of my baggage is, what things do I need to pay attention to a little bit better, you know, even just starting with basic communication. You know, could there be some things that I could tweak there? You know, you don't want to go in when things are about to fall apart. But that's usually what people end up doing. Yeah, because I'm, 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 especially if I got to pay for it, I ain't doing that. Um, (laughs) Oh, <laughs> uh, but, <laughs> but but it would probably yeah, decrease thinking, the amount of sessions that you have to go, right? Like if yeah, you went yeah, earlier on, maybe you go to two sessions versus going having to go to like a year's or two years worth of therapy. You know what? Maybe that's it. Maybe you know. So maybe you know you go on a couple dates, and then one of your dates should be a counseling session. And I mean, I mean that's, that's a, like, that could be a, a terrible idea. That's, that, yeah, that could be a thing. Um, I think, I think, I, man, I feel intelligent for suggesting that. Thank you. You don't get credit, just so you know. <laughs> um, um, but um, yeah, because I'm thinking, because yeah, like let's say you, all right. Now suppose it takes you a while to sleep with somebody, right? To be actually intimate with somebody. But before you get intimate with someone, um, you know, you suggest that you know maybe let's go to counseling. Let's you know. 
Let's see how you feel your your perception of relationships versus my perception of relationships. Let's see how in tune we are. Let's see uh, what's our aptitude or like how successful can we be in this relationship before we start. You know, maybe not before you're intimate. Maybe before you. Oh, I got to suggest. I'm sorry. I'm thinking all this on the fly. But before you start taking off the condom. Before you start having unprotected sex, how about we go to the counseling just to see where we are, where we stand? Um, mm-hmm. I think that's something very good to introduce into to relationships. I think that would have, I think that would have helped me in the numerous, in, in numerous relationships that I had in the past. As long as right. we could have did it on someone else's insurance, I think I, I would have done that. <laughs> well, it wasn't I, I think I, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I think I'm gonna recommend that for a lot of people, man. That's um, that seems to be important because um, I don't, I don't even know. I, I, I guess in general, <clears throat> sorry, I'm rambling now, but it's funny because like you go to school, you learn English, you learn math. It's like you don't learn how to be in relationships. You don't learn how mm-hmm. to communicate with on a very intimate intimate level with person. And so it's like a mm-hmm. lot of trial and error. And so all these people and um yeah, a lot of times so, we end up getting it wrong and it can, and it just we just need fine tuning. Like Q re- references it a lot, just talking like, you know, what is that other person's love language? How can I you know, are we are we speaking the same love language? Um I, I right. didn't know how important that stuff was until after I got married. Oh, I basically because I ignored it, but like now I understand how important it is. Um, hold on, it's not. Y'all laugh, I'm so bad. But yeah, but yeah, I'm just, just like for me, I'm sorry. This has been a, a a good podcast for me because to me, like the light bulb is going off. I just wish I could rewind maybe eleven, twelve years, but the light bulb is going off for me, and I'm like, oh, like a lot of what y'all saying makes sense. Um, right. Yeah, that's I think overall that's just like good awareness for you to have for yourself and in thinking about, you know, kind of the dating situation with your wife before you guys got married. I mean, that's a way to kind of share your intention with her, right? Like I've been doing a lot of reflecting and thinking about how things started out between us. And, you know, I wish I could have done things a little bit differently, right? I don't think there is anything better to hear sometimes than someone wishing they had been a better person for you, right? Like, I can't change it, but, God, if I could have been the perfect person for you and even done some things differently for myself, you know, to kind of justify who I am now, like, I I, I would have loved to do that for you, for me. Like, I think, you know. I'm gonna play that back. I'm gonna write that down word for word. See if it, see if it work out for me. Um, oh, here, here, here he go. Here he go. <laughs> almost had an Oprah moment. Almost cried on the couch, man. Um, I might get too far going, but um, but um, but yeah. I mean, I think because for me, I know in my relationship, like um, that's the sentiment I have. Except it doesn't come out like that. Like I, right. <laughs> my. Right. Mine comes out like, well, look, I married you for a reason. Like, I chose you for a reason. Like, you, you chose me. I, <laughs> right. You know, I didn't have to choose you. I didn't have to get married. Like, that's that's how it comes out for me. And I, it doesn't sound the same. But I mean the same thing. 
Right, absolutely. Well, she didn't she didn't have to say uh, yes, eh? <laughs> yeah, she didn't have to say yes. Yeah. Like, you did too. Like, it's your fault. You shouldn't have said yes. Yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> Here we go. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. As a man, all right, I, I, let's, let's get into my caveman ways. Um, I know it's 2020. These, are these the inconsistencies that Q points out? Yeah. Look, <laughs> yes. It's 2020. <laughs> don't be, don't be cursing with Q, Doc. You are for everybody, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, Q, but you point out some good things. <laughs> There's a lot of sensitivities in the world today, but I will say this. Like, it's just my personal belief. As a man, like, there's no reason to get married. Like, you like you don't have to get married, like, at all. Like, you can, like, yeah, this, like, this, yeah, I don't, I just don't understand the reason that men want to get married. Now, I do understand I mean, you're the reason not, that I, You're not wrong about that, right? Like, marriage was a total social construct, right? People got yeah. married for financial security, to make sure that their assets went down and stayed within a certain family line. Uh, so it is a total social construct. But then you think about, like, some of the religious aspects and what we've kind of come up with. Um, you know, it, it does tend to have a deeper meaning for some people more than just that. So, you know, that's what you kind of have to figure out. How important is it for us to find this legal piece of paper? Um, and is it just about that? Or is it more about kind of like that, that spirituality and this kind of like transcendence that we want to have in our relationships? You know, in some countries you got to pay, in some countries you got to pay a dowry, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. I'm going to give up a couple thousand I would definitely be willing to give up a couple cows for my wife. Um, but, like, I mean, she, she is I mean, valuable then. She is she is yeah, valuable yeah, in many yeah, she, ways. And that's what your that's what the dowry is. Is you're showing the family that you know you are yeah. taking something valuable from them, and you're appreciating that they raised and nurtured someone who is so valuable to you now. You're taking them yeah, away, so you have to replace yeah, it. Yeah, that is it. I would I would have done whatever for my wife, but. I know that, like, I was married prior to, this is my second marriage. And uh, first time, you know, I just did it, you know, it was all emotion. And then the second time, it was, like, emotion mixed with logic and, like, that that gut feeling. Like, I didn't have a gut Mm -hmm. feeling my first time. I just, just, you know, I was really just, you know, it was just nostalgic. So, like, I did it and, you know whatever, like it was cool. But this time there was more like a gut feeling. Like as many women as I had access to in my life, it's like this woman right here motivated me like in ways that I could not describe. Like she made me want to be a better person. Like she made me want to step up. And even when I tried to like fight that feeling, and um, you know, just like you know, like nah, she's just one of a bunch, or or I'm not going to take her serious for this reason, for that reason, or like find, try to find whatever reasons I could to count her out. Like my intuition mm-hmm. and my didn't let me do it. It's like no, I got, I have to hold on to her, and right. I can't really like, I can't really like, um, explain that to her in a way that where she really gets it. But for me, that's all, like, that's the reason that I'm here. That's the reason that I'm always going to be here. 
is because like that that desire like she makes me feel she makes me feel like a man. I felt like a man before, or so I thought I did. But like, no, she doesn't make me feel like a man. She makes me feel like the type of man that I want to be. And that Boom. was the difference for me. Um, and that was the whole. You're like rewriting vows. That sounds beautiful. Yeah. Yo, yo, did you hear those bars? Yo, that was crazy. Oh bars boy. <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> Should have been beatboxing, but yeah, but no, but like in, in all, I, that's how that's that's how I that's how I um that's how I felt. and to me that was the reason. I mean, you can't really say that, but that was the reason that I ended up getting married again. That was it, you know, you know, I wanted to build an empire with this person that made me feel this way. And I, if I would have known, if I would have known, like, I've been married for eight years, in two weeks, uh, maybe uh, June 1st, um, I know the day, June 1st, I will be, have, I will have been married for eight years. Congratulations. Oh, thank you. But we probably dated for like, you know, I don't know however long we dated. I, I, I don't, I don't know that number. But, but, but during that time, I didn't know. I didn't know then what I know now. Like I was, I was fighting it. Like I wasn't even trying to enter the whole thought, feeling of any of it. Like I was just fighting it, fighting it until I couldn't fight it anymore. And then it was like um, I did this. And so I'm saying all this to say that you know I'm not the only guy that feels like this. My my views on marriage didn't really change. Like I I I don't feel like I, you have to be married. I don't feel like, you know, it's, it was necessary for me to do. But um, ultimately, I did feel like it was necessary for me to do as a person. Um, I know, yeah, that's what I mean. It's like it's necessary for all men to do, all women to do. I just felt like it was necessary for me to do. And it wasn't even religion. It wasn't even the right. spirituality. She's very, my wife is very spiritual, very religious. I'm I'm, I'm not. Um but still, like I had that urging, and so I moved forward in that way. Um, but yeah, let me let me go ahead and stop writing my song. But it, it's it's just interesting to hear this podcast and hear the the views and opinions of everyone else, and it just makes me think these things. Um, it's like I got to buy flowers. Got into an um an argument <laughs> online with someone. Well, it wasn't really an argument. Um, Not you. Uh oh. Uh oh. <laughs> We know about so, it. You bring it up, please. Bring it up. So the um, you were tagged in this actually, Licks. You were tagged in the conversation by Kenny. <laughs> um, damn, damn, Nark. Who's <laughs> <laughs> a snitch? Go ahead. Um, so in this conversation, the gentleman that posted something about um. He, the original post was about women who talk, you know, who down men but then want a man. So in the post, it came to uh, a point where we were discussing a need versus a want. And I said, no one needs to be married. No one's going to die without being married. That's not right. a need. Now, once you get married, you need your spouse because that's a part of you. But no one needs to be married. 
and mm-hmm. he got really upset. He was like, well, you just hate men. No, no one needs to be married. I didn't say anything about men. Wait a second. Let me, no uh, hold up a second. Let me preface this conversation. Let me preface this conversation. Uh, 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 wait, look, wait, let me preface the conversation first. Him and the girl, I did some research on this. Him and the girl and my homie, it's my home, one of my homies. He's been going in for a couple, couple of posts, put it to you like that, and he's been going back and forth with the person he tagged or whatever, so um, I just wanted to preface it with that, so it wasn't just like off the cuff, you know. This was an ongoing, ongoing feud so that was, uh, no. So you see, there was a build-up. Yeah, uh, oh, 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 absolutely. So considering his response to Q, that was, he might have got a maybe a little lash in the, at that too because, <laughs> because she took her side, because she took her side or whatever, so. Well, all I said was all she's saying is the same thing that men say to women. That's that was all I said, and that oh, was, when what? I went into like her comments, events like later on, that's exactly what she was doing. She was like, "Women hear well, this all the time." Well, I don't think she, I don't think she showed up to the post until after you commented. So. <laughs> that's damn cute. But yeah, so uh, we talked about a need versus a want. And then we talked about um, men hating women or women hating men. or I'm, Well, it was, it was a you. very specific post, but so I'm not going to be as specific as the post was. But, um, yeah, so it's been an interesting week on Facebook. Well, I have to go, but I want to tune in next week. You guys are on every Wednesday? Yeah. Uh, yeah, we'll, okay. we'll be on next Wednesday. We never know how long we're going to be on, but next Wednesday we'll be here just for you. Uh. <laughs> I look forward to listening in. <laughs> thanks for joining All us. Right, thank you. Thank you for your commentary. Thanks oh, for your sure. Commentary. It was nice talking to you guys. Have a good All night, right. everybody. Uh, you too. You too. You too. Um, hold on. What am I about to say? Uh, Q. Why do you feel like all men hate women? No, I didn't say that. You see what he just did right there? You see what he just did right there? You see what he just did right there? It's funny how those have... It's funny how those posts have, like, hundreds and hundreds of comments and... <laughs> I just found myself scrolling through, just finding out who's on the post, so I know who to who to target. <laughs> and luckily, I saw a Q. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, oh, my live went off. Hold on. So, um, I got this. I got this. Uh, uh, I snatched this down off of Facebook. But the question is. This does. This is not related to counseling, just so y'all know. But ladies, what if your side dude proposed to you before your own man? Ooh, ooh, she got that snappy nappy dugout piece. Cute, <laughs> cute. How you feel? That would be foreign to me because I don't believe in having side pieces. So there's that. What, all right, Q. I, I'll make it specific just for you, so you can you, you can participate. What if your ex boyfriend proposed, proposed to you before your uh, your current boyfriend? He's an ex for a reason. 
So you're not taking them back? Not considering it? Maybe he said X because he never asked. It was nothing wrong with them. Ooh. Ooh. Yeah, I don't have any of those in my past, so I don't have anything to answer with that. (laughs) I tried tried to force you. Sushi wouldn't have anything to answer for it. I just try. I always try with Q first. I have to. Yeah, you have to. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm a compelled, but yeah, I, I, I mean, Q's pretty. She's pretty. Um, she's pretty. Uh, uh, uh stand pat where she's at. She's just. She's, she's not. She's not budging. It's just not happening. That's my story, and I'm sticking to it. Listen, yeah. didn't you guys just say uh, after what I said tonight that everything makes more sense? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, for me, oh yeah, for me, absolutely, absolutely. Clears the bell. Clears the bell. If you're on Instagram, what what uh, the question I just posed is not related to counseling, but um, I posed this question to the ladies. But gentlemen, you could take it too. But it says, ladies, what if your side dude proposed to you before your own man? What if your side dude proposed to you before your own man? So that was the question. Um, new, you still awake? Yeah, I'm here. I was just thinking about this thing that happened right before Sue and I um, got married. Uh, my ex-boyfriend came to me and told me that he wanted to be with me again. And, I mean, we had a fairly good relationship up until the end. So we had a lot of good times. But at, in the end, I just didn't feel that he was motivated enough to remain in my life. Uh, but he... He, we were, I, we were hanging out and I was at, I was dropping him off at his mom's place and because he was, living his mom, so I was dropping off at his mom's that's place. It, it sounds bad. He didn't, he, he didn't live in, in Philly anymore. He had moved out of Philly. But when I was dropping him off at his mom's who he was visiting, he had basically professed his love and all that stuff. And um, this was a, a, basically a point where Stu was kind of like, I don't want to be your boyfriend but I'll be your husband and he wasn't really giving me like the right sign so I had like this like weird situation like do I choose the old dude or the, or the dude that's been in my life forever um, and I decided that those things that have made me break up with my ex were enough motivation for me not to be with him anymore hold on a second so this is the guy that was passing passing through town while you was waiting on your on your current husband right <laughs> Hold up a second. I'm putting the pieces together here. I'm paying attention here, damn it. <laughs> kind of like that. Um, so hold on. You can't be ratting people out on the line just because you know You're going to get real familiar with this circle here. You're going to get real familiar. Put the pieces together. So that means you, you gotta you put something in the side notes in the text. I, yeah, I, I thought about it. <laughs> you gotta put it in the margin. <laughs> so, so is it? I, I thought about it because means, we had more good times than bad times. However, the one thing that kept me away from him was because he was not motivated enough in my eyes to pursue what he wanted to do in life. And I also felt that I was holding him back from pursuing things. So it was also me, a part of me, I mean, because I like to be that person, wanted me to think that I was doing this for the better of him also. But at the end of the day, I don't think the relationship would have worked out in the long run because our 
our our goals were completely different in life. And uh, that's, I, and I did think about it. And I, I told Stu about it because I tell him everything. And I told him about it. And he was like, well, you do you. I'm here. I'm here. But you've got decisions you got to make on your own. And I obviously chose my husband. But. Yeah, but so would it made a difference yeah, if he dude. proposed to you with the ring? If he would have did the whole ring thing and all that, would that have made a difference? I don't even have a ring with my current husband. I, we don't wear rings. I don't have. I actually said this to him the other day. I'm like, I don't even have a, a engagement ring, no ring. He was like, yeah, you ain't gonna get one. But we laugh about. It. I'm not. I don't wear jewelry either. So that's the other thing. I, so I had. I had an ex-boyfriend. <laughs> I had an ex-boyfriend who was very well off, and he gave me like a very um, expensive piece of jewelry, and I lost it within 24 hours. That's how irresponsible I am with jewelry. Oh so, man. Yeah, don't get me a ring. I don't, I'm not that ring person. Uh, however, like for me, marriage meant a lot more, or means a lot more than just that ring. Also, just so that ring. that's also why okay. I don't have a ring. Ah, uh, yeah. I don't know. I just know that it's it's hard for some women to say no to you know when the ring's actually on your finger. You know, like because I know a lot of women that get proposed to because uh, their boyfriend cheated. You know, and so mm-hmm. if he shows up with a ring, <laughs> you show up with a ring. That's like the easiest. That's like the easiest apology that you could, you, you know, get earned right there. Like, all right, he has a ring, and that. Like, how many women are? Yeah, really yeah, I messed up. Let me go. Let me go put a rock on it. I messed up. Let yeah, me go put a rock on it. They call that yeah, the <laughs> tour, and it ends with a ring. <laughs> well, that's the start, right? <laughs> hey, just saying. How I many times after that are you a pregnant? I mean, either or. Like Damn, man, you're giving too much game here. You're giving too much game. That's, that's your trap, man. That's your trap, man. You're giving too much game. Well, that means a lot. <laughs> hey, Q, don't front. You know a lot. You know a lot of women that are married right now that uh that that are married as a result of pregnancy or um or um what is it pregnancy or uh apology whatever. Yeah. Hey, Lloyd, we, do this, we do this. Um, we do this on Wednesday nights. Hold on, it's, let me let me send you this joint, Lloyd. All you got to do is look this up. It's on Apple and all that. Uh, what's this? Hold on. I'm sorry. I'm talking to people on Instagram, y'all. Um, check yes, check. I can't even spell. I've been drinking all this douce. I can't even spell right now. Um. But, yeah, that was one of the things I had to bring up. And I ended last week with another one that I, I want to bring back up because we didn't really have time to talk about it. Um, what was the other one? So that was that one. And the other topic was, oh, yeah, we we talked about it a little bit. But telling your partner where you are, who you're with, what time you're coming home is not being controlled. It's showing respect. Uh, we we kind of ended with that one last week, and I wanted to bring that back up to see what y'all thought about that. But telling your partner where you are, who you are with, what time you are coming home is not being controlled. It's showing respect. Where do y'all stand on that? I agree. I, I, I agree. I mean, I always say I have my phone on my phone right now. I, I can look at where my husband is right now. So. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, 
Yeah, and, and I and I uh, I disagreed. I disagree with that. I felt like I felt like that's being um. I think well, well, I think the last last week y'all asked questions like, are you are you openly providing this information, or 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 are they asking, or what? Are you giving all the information, yeah. or what? Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. if it's if it's like last minute and you and you and you're saying like oh yeah I'm doing this that and the third I think that's kind of a a little disrespectful maybe because maybe they had plans or something like that or they just wanted to chill with you or whatever but if typically me if I'm going if I'm not going to be with her I'll just bring it up and I'll just let her know yeah I'm going such and such such and such so it won't be a where you at what you doing kind of thing I, I don't necessarily say who I'm with all the time though but. <laughs> what, I got a question. So, what creates the environment in which you feel like when your spouse or your significant other leaves the house, you have to know exactly where they are, what they're doing? I have doing, no idea. <laughs> like, so, so to me, if I go to work, do you want to know everybody I interacted with at work? If I go to the bar, do you need to know who every person that I interacted with? If I go, you know what I mean. Like if I'm, if I'm moving. Yeah, that's my line right, right there. Yeah, I, I, unless I, I ask. But even if you ask, so so if I say, hey, I'm going out, I'm going to go get a drink. And if I'm not going to ask you what. Who are you going to get a drink with? No. Who are you going uh-huh. to be at the bar with? How many people y'all linking up with? Are you go- like yeah. then that to I'm me pissed. becomes invasive. Like I'm going out, I'm I'll be back. Right I I haven't shown you anything that's disrespectful to our relationship. I'm right. gonna, I'll be back. I probably interact with a bunch of people. I probably bar hop. I probably go from A to B to C to D. Do I post? Am I supposed to call you every time I change the bars? Oh, yeah. <laughs> like I'm not doing it. That's controlling, and it's exactly and it's, that's exactly what I was gonna say. Yep. You on an individual, and you shouldn't. You shouldn't. You shouldn't. I don't think anyone should put that on someone. If someone leaves the house, I'll be back at you know a reasonable hour. I respect our relationship. You'll know that I'm safe. And you know, in the end, let me let me share what my evening was like. Instead of you coming home on the other side, you got an attitude because I was outside. Like right. That, that's so too much. so look I, on, on, on Instagram right now, I, the person the person says, "I want to know for her safety, not to be a nuisance." That's yep. that's 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 the rationale for it. I think that part of the thing that also was just said was that you should be able to share that information right like there shouldn't be any like attitude when you come home and it i think it's also how the questions are being asked to you um yeah right 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 that's what i was getting at right right yep (laughs) like my ex um i think i brought this up last week he um he gave me the access code and had and had me share his location he didn't where i'm left so I was able to go like, and I never used it. I never needed to. I, you know, ain't that how Earl Thomas got found out? Yeah. <laughs> Y'all ain't hear about what happened to Earl Thomas? Earl Thomas, the uh, the football player for the Seahawks. They don't know who that is. They don't know. Oh, who that is. oh but yeah, yeah but where him and his brothers was with a whole bunch of women and. Different. I'm going yeah. to on you, too. I find you in the bed with a couple of women. She goes, pull up. Here's the killer. <laughs> she was scraped. She was tested for cervical cancer. 
Oh shit! What? I ain't hear that part. That's aftermath. Yeah, I ain't hear that part. So that's what do you mean? Slipped out because the way you get stuff like that is your your husband sleeping around. Oh, mm-hmm. more to come. So, <laughs> so, all right. All I'm gonna say is this, right? I I I agree that it depends how how the question is asked. I think I said this last week. If you ask me three questions like in a row. Or maybe you ask me two, maybe. If you ask me two questions in a row, my I'm I'm a little I'm on edge. But if you ask me three questions in a row, I'm pissed because I'm like like that like that's questioning me right there. Um, however, if you just ask me, you know, like if I come back in or or if I'm going out and you ask me, um, you know, you're on your way out or whatever, like I probably will volunteer the information because it's like in a casual conversation. But then, like, if it gets to the point where it's like, you know, like, with who, what are you going to do, how long are you going to be, like, that's when I start to have problems. Because it's like, like, what is all that, like, what are you asking, like, what is the point? What is all this that you get into, you know? But if you, I'm more likely see, just to volunteer. With me, it comes out in normal conversation. Like, I'll be like, okay, yeah, a, I'm cool with that. It just comes out in normal conversation, conversation with me. Normal conversation. It's another thing I, if it's prying. Are you prying because you feel like I'm lying? Yeah, or that, are you like prying because you feel like there's some type of, like, you know, uh, deceitfulness going on? Like if I'm, yeah, if I'm, I'm prying because you're lying. Who I'm with and what I'm doing, why pry? Like, why dig deeper than what it is? It's the surface. It is what it is. I went out. Like, all, once you start putting me in well, the defense, well, no why? it's something else. Wonder why? Because I don't trust your ass. That's why. <laughs> So, so uh, Molly or Instagram is saying provide some information so they don't have to ask. I, I mean, I get it, but like, like if I provide you information, but you keep pressing me for more information, that's when it. I mean, that's when it goes overboard to me. Um, so it depends I, how much. I stand the safety thing because, as you guys know, and I've said multiple times on on these podcasts, like my husband and I don't live in the same state. I know how my husband gets when he's drunk. And he's been arrested before for public intoxication because he passed out in the middle of a highway. Um, so when, it, when he goes out, I do need to know who he's going to be with because I know which one of his friends will actually take care of him and which one won't. And so that's important for me to know because it's his safety. And there are times where I do feel like I'm trying a little bit, but he doesn't, he's not, he doesn't take offense to it because he knows that I'm only asking for his safety and it's not because of any, like, trust issues with, um, like, me thinking that he's with the wrong crowd or anything like that. I just want to make sure that someone's there to take care of him. If there isn't, I want to make sure that he's not drinking as much because I know how he gets. Right, right. See, in, in that case, I can understand. In that instance, I can understand. I, I know I know for me, like, and I'm working on this, but it's hard for me. If you start questioning, like, if my wife starts questioning me in that way, um, like my wife is one of the safety people. Like she really is. She's concerned for my safety. At least that's what I think at first. Like she's concerned for my safety, right? Um, but then if it seems like it's going too far, then it it just gives me an attitude and it makes me like it puts me on the defensive and like I don't want to answer. Like so, like whereas though I would volunteer the information of where I'm going and what I'm about to do, like. You start asking me those kind of questions, like I won't do it. I just disappear. I just I won't say anything, and I know that's wrong, but that that's how it makes me feel because I feel like 
Yeah, it, it just it bothers me that much to get questioned, especially when like you're not doing anything. Because like to me, innocence is like the hardest thing to defend. Because if somebody <laughs> wants you to be guilty, if somebody really wants you to be guilty and you're not, like it is like you could be completely innocent, but there's like you. I know all y'all can see this. Y'all see East standing with his head on a sweat like a motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> it, it so, my man Rob Jacks, I see it is easier to volunteer the information. And I'm cool with volunteering the information. Like, I think, no, I think don't ask me three questions in a row. people feel better if you volunteer their truth. Like if you yes. if you tell Man. if you tell that lie, like oh yeah, I was down there smashing Susie Q or whatever, they'll be like that makes sense to them. Uh-huh. That makes sense because uh-huh. you told me whatever, whatever. Like that makes sense. So now it's not it's not the truth; it's a lie. But they feel more comfortable with that because that's their truth. Like you gave them validation on whatever their mind was wandering off doing, versus just accepting your truth, like whatever it is that you said. So, like, if somebody, like, like what Lick's saying, if somebody has already found you guilty in their mind, it's harder for you to prove your innocence. So, if you just tell them whatever it is that they find you guilty of, then they'll feel better. Cause, oh, that makes sense. <laughs> you would never go for it, though. You'd never go for it. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I, I get the whole, um, yeah, like I said, I get the whole volunteer information. Um, <laughs> <laughs> He's saying that I almost I may also need an alibi. Like I yeah, I get it. I I get it. I have no problem especially if I'm not doing anything right. I have no problem volunteering information. But I I I I just I don't know, it's just a personal thing. If you ask me three questions in a row, I'm no longer volunteering. Cuz I feel like why are you asking me three questions? Like just get to the point of what you really want to know. You know, don't ask me where I'm going who I'm going to be with, who else is going, like, how do I know that person? Like, 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 nah, like, um, yeah, I'm, I'm pissed. I don't know. That's, that's just me though. I, I admit that's one of my, one of my hangups. I, I will get defensive. It is a trigger. I don't know why. Um, hold on. Let me see what else was there. Uh, I think, I think I had one more, uh, Q, did you have anything? No. Uh, let me make sure. Hold on. I know you. I know you tag me and stuff time to time. Um, I think uh, I'm trying to think of if there was one more. All right. No. So, yeah, that's all I have for uh, this week. I guess we'll be back. <clears throat> so we'll be back next week. Um, this is Check Yes, Check No, the podcast. Just for clarification, all my people just joining on Instagram. Every Wednesday night at 9 p.m. Eastern Time, we uh, we have real people having real conversations about relationship scenarios and relationship topics. Um, the point of it all is just to understand that there's so many people out here in the world, and and we all deal with things in a different way. So it's good just to get other people's perception. Um, yeah, so that, that's it. I'm MC Elixir. My co-host Q. I got my man Cake Smooth. I got Newt. I got my girl Jay. Shout out to the uh, the therapist that checked in tonight. That was um that was a, a much needed break and a, a little bit of uh, expertise provided to us. 
That was that was very interesting. Um, shout out to all my people on Instagram. If you were on Facebook, and <laughs> if you wanted people to try to uh, chime in on Facebook, I, I apologize for my Teddy Riley um, technical difficulties. <laughs> uh, look, I really don't know what I really don't know what happened exactly. Um, but they make you go through all these hoops on Facebook, and I don't want this. The the thing is, I don't want it to be like one of those Zoom things because I really prefer for people to be able to remain anonymous just in case they want to say something that they, you know, they don't want to be identified by. So uh, so that's the whole point of this. So you can always call us at Blog Talk Radio. Our phone number is always the same, 515-605-9849. Um, you could just call in, voice your opinion. If you have some a relationship scenario or topic or you got in an argument with your boyfriend, girlfriend, husband, or wife, and you want to talk about it, just call on in and we can discuss it. I can give you some really bad advice. I swear I can anytime <laughs> you want it. Um, but once again, this is Check Yes, Check No, the podcast. And, um, yeah, we'll talk to you all later, man. Thank you all for checking us out. Peace. Peace. All right, y'all. All right, ladies. Peace. Like me, do you like me too? Check it, check it, check it. Yeah, so if you're on, if you're on Instagram, I'm about to ask, um, there's the hour loaded. I like you, you like me too. Check it, check it, check it. Uh, well, we start at 9 o'clock. Instagram lets you run for an hour, and then we start it all over again. Y'all are checking that. I apologize for eating popcorn. I get hungry sometimes if I eat dinner like six. I get hungry sometimes if I'm hungry. I'm back and the conversation. Thank y'all for joining me.